Welcome to the Trouble with the Snap podcast. I am Tyler Hayward. Check it out on Anchor, obviously, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Like the Facebook page, follow Facebook page, comment on that. Um, all the latest stuff regarding Michigan State athletics, or more or less the revenue sports. Uh, basketball news today. Um, well, from yesterday, bad news. Max Christie deciding he is going to stay in the NBA draft. Uh, Ryan McCumber is with me today to help me break that down. We're going to talk about what the team looks like moving forward. But Ryan, what were your thoughts when you first heard that, man? I I, I wasn't really surprised just based on the rumblings. And uh, just say I don't think it's a very wise decision to go pro right now. I think you got to use another year. Yeah, I, that, I mean, that was the same thought process that I was on. Now, look, he's got the talent to be a first-round pick, maybe even a top 20-25 pick. Um, that, that's how I feel. But the one thing that I've sat here and I've mentioned on this show a couple of times, and I've gotten you know a couple different people's opinions on it, um, and that's why I wanted you on for this one, because I want to know what you think about, well, my thoughts is, He's, he's got the talent to be a top 20 pick. But if you sit there and you watch his performance, his performance is slumped. And when did they slump? When you got into the grind of the Big Ten season, when you had to tighten up your schedule because of Howard the Duck and you had to redo the Michigan game. When you got into the Big Ten tournament, you can see whenever there wasn't an elongated break, that was when he struggled. Uh, when you look at the Big Ten tournament, the first two games, he actually played really well. But that's coming, you're off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And you have that break in between. I think they may have even been off Sunday, but you'd have to go back. I mean, someone would have to tell me that. But you had a little bit of a break. And then he played two games. He played well. And then he struggled in the third game. He played well in the tournament but as the Duke game progressed you saw him get more and more tight I this kid just he's like I said he's got the skill but he doesn't have the endurance to play a 32 game season let alone an 82 game season right no I I I, that was my first thought too like if, if he if he can't handle a 32 game season how the hell is he supposed to handle an 82 game season like i just don't understand the thought process on that i uh, and from what it seems like this and i'm sure we're gonna get into this a little bit more but it seems like it was more not really completely his decision if you mm-hmm. read his statement is a statement there's a uh nice little addition uh that says Max and his family's decision. It wasn't Max's, just Max's decision. It was Max and his family's. Uh, There's been some rumblings going around that his mom was not happy with how he was used, which is just complete insanity, considering Max Christie had the longest leash of any freshman I've ever seen play under Tom Izzo. Other than Bridges, maybe. Yeah, maybe Bridges. And, yeah, that's something that just completely blows my mind, is – you know the type of system that Tom Izzo runs. I'm sure, like, you've never heard he lies to the kids. You always hear stuff about a family environment. So that that's just 
you thinking that you and or your kid, you know, depending on who's speaking, you can override a Hall of Fame. <laughs> and that's not going to happen. He got to the Hall of Fame for a reason, and he knows that. Now, I get there are some certain uh, coaching that needs to, well, I'll say change with the times, you know, and I mean, even that's not necessarily the biggest factor either for me because you don't plan on players transferring out at will or leaving at will. Um, I mean, the Julius Marble thing, you, you have to kind of understand, but you have, you have to start hitting up that transfer portal. And that's literally the only thing that I can potentially think yeah. of that needs to change. I don't have a problem with this system. It works. It works for less talented teams. It's worked for more talented teams. His, his system works. That's not a problem. Is it a little more scripted? Is it a little more tightly run than uh, a lot of other teams? Absolutely. But that's why he got where he is. It's not a, oh, he needs to adapt with the times in that regard. It's a, that's where, he, like, he went to a Final Four two years ago and beat one of the more talented, albeit younger teams in the history of the tournament to have that level of success and hype. And so I don't have a problem with this system. I don't have a problem with how he utilizes his players. I have a problem with these kids that start to think that they can come in and just all of a sudden do whatever they want. Yeah, but that's the thing. Uh, I, I have this is my issues with Izzo are really more off the court personnel things than they are on court, like you said. Um, I. I, I, I don't I tend to not blame Max here. I don't really think this was really his decision. Uh, like I said, I think it, this had a lot more to do with what his mom thought about him than himself. Um, so I, I, I don't know, man. I, I just think this is just a really bad decision. Uh, I think that he can, like you said, I absolutely believe he has the talent to be an NBA player. I think that he could have used another year like a guy like Gary Harris did and, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of catapulted himself into possibly being a lottery pick uh, because, I mean, Graham Couch had a pretty good article that he put out, I think, like five years ago, and he reposted it today. And it was uh, about guy – there's a huge myth that guys need to go pro, especially guys that are – outside that are going to go outside the top five that they need to go pro after their freshman year. Cause I mean, you look at a guy like there's is those had guys like, you know, Gary Harris, and miles bridges that stayed another year and they got a second contract. So, I mean, yeah. that's really what it's about is getting that second deal, not the first one, the second one. And you have a way better chance. If you get drafted, uh, in like the top 20, you have a way better chance of getting that second contract than you do say you're drafted early second round. It's so much harder because they have so much more invested in you as a, as a earlier pick than they would say they took a flyer on you in the second round. They can, they have, they can cut you. They, they have nothing to lose if you're, if you're gone. If now, if they use a first round pick on you, a, a top 20 pick, then yeah, you're they're invested in you and they're gonna have to take some time with you. So, 
That's and the thing that's, with Max. He's, I think he's – I mean, I would be shocked if he's a top 20 pick. He's probably going to go in the second round. And teams, they're, they're not going to be waiting around for him. They're going to well, be saying, hey, where's the production, man? Where's the production? He's going to be in the G League a lot his first year. Well, look, there, there's another player who supposedly got another – who supposedly got a guarantee like that. Yeah, um, I know who you're talking about. He struggled this season, just like Max did. He was one of the most highly touted in the fresh, most highly touted freshman in the country, just like Max was. And he's supposedly going to be in that, and that's Caleb Houston out of U of M. Um, right. I mean, you, you want to talk about struggle? I think he struggled more than Christie did. Absolutely, I, I wish. I, I think he needed more work than Christie did this year for sure. I think he definitely needed another year more than Christie. I, I was shocked when I heard that somebody's going to probably wind up taking him, but they promised him a spot. But he, here's the thing is I, I, I'm kind of shocked that, A, Christy did it before the combine. Like, it's coming up. You can't right. just wait until you're done with the combine, not the combine, now see if you do good. But my thing is, is I think he's going to kill it at the combine. Like I said, I think he's got that first-round talent. So I think somebody can – I think somebody's going to reach on him just based on that information. Because he's going to tear it up because he's had plenty of rest. And like I said, man, when he's rested, he's as good as quite a few players. You know, I'm not saying he's going to be, you know, oh, do you, after the, you know, Fantastic Four this year's draft class, Javari Smith, Chat Holmgren, Jay Nivey, and Paolo Pinchero, like after those guys get drafted, like I'm not saying he, you know, he's putting himself in that five, six, seven, eight range conversation. You know what I mean? But I think he can do something to where someone's going to reach for him in the top 25. And I think he can do that in the combine. And then somebody's going to reach and they'll take him. And I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that they're going to be disappointed, Um, especially as the wear and tear progresses. You get more of these back-to-backs in. You know, you got to go New York and then you got to go to L.A., whatever that situation may be. You know what I mean? I think that's where he's going to – I think that's going to end up hitting him. But, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. He, he got some bad advice. I did notice how Izzo talked about his family. Um, and normally you don't hear that. Normally Jaron and I had a good talk and we decided it was best. Right. And th- those are the conversations that you hear. And so I'm really curious to see. A lot of people are, like, comparing this to, like, kind of like Deontay Davis. Deontay Davis had an excuse to leave because, if you know, his family situation, they did not have a lot of money. And Max Christie's family, I don't think they're really hurting for money. I mean, his mom's no, Northwestern it- Grant, right? It doesn't make much sense to me. I mean – Maybe he just wants to go pro. I don't know. I I, I don't get it. I, but I, I I think the reason it's comparable to Davis is because Davis is one of those types of guys who he underachieved as a freshman, which Christie did. He he uh, he's one of those guys who right now th- this is a thought of a few of the fans that I've talked to, and this is kind of my thought too. If he sits there and just completely balls out, every Michigan State fan in the world is going to claim him. You know what I mean? He has a 30-point game. Oh, he went to state. It's <laughs> kind of like he, Jordan Poole, really. I mean, yeah, if he, makes... if he busts, 
you're just going to be like, you know, whatever. And that's how I felt about Deontay Davis. That's how I felt about Marcus Taylor. That's how I felt about Erasmus Morbeck. And that's how I feel about Max Christie. I'm I'm going to be completely honest with you. If he sits there and balls out, Tom Izzo, baby. That's that Tom Izzo. Right, right. Struggles, I'm going to be like, he's only there a year or whatever. Right. You know, if he he busts out like Mandarich. Um, Okay, so let's take a look at the team now because holy crap. Here's the thing. I think this team can be good still. I think there's obviously issues that need to be addressed in the portal so far. Like, now you need a win because you got three. <laughs> yeah. You got, like, you've got, like, three uh, three wing players, and that's if you move one off the point. Um, you have, and this is the part that hurts, you have Hauser and Hall and nothing else up front. Dude, this oh my god. I here here I, here's the you, you you've obviously got to get a transfer big, you gotta get a transfer wing. I think with I, I'm gonna make this statement because I've talked with uh off the air I've talked with uh somebody who's a regular uh, co host of mine on the show. Um and me and him had a similar thought and that makes me feel good considering the fact he's got, you know, a final four under his belt. <laughs> but me and him, we had a similar thought. A.J. Hogarth can be an All-American. Um, if he develops any semblance of a jump shot, you look at his on-the-ball defense, his off-the-ball defense isn't that great, but people don't look at that when picking All-Americans. You look at his on-the-ball defense, you look at his ability to beat anybody to the basket, He's bigger, stronger, and faster than pretty much anybody you match him up with. And that includes threes. That includes your Jaden Ivies and Ayo Tasumus. These guys who are certified first-round top 15 ballers. Jaden Ivey, if he ends up in Detroit, I would not be mad. Right. Um, and so, which, by the way, hopefully the Pistons can stay in the top four tonight. <laughs> Oh, oh that trade the lottery tonight. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. reminding me of that. You're welcome. <laughs> or as Rip Hamilton would say, yes, sir, as he's the <laughs> representative for distance. Anyways, uh but you ha- you have a guy like AJ Hogarth who if he develops a jump shot, he can beat anybody to the basket if they have to respect it. And he's bigger and stronger and faster than a lot of the other guards. So what your backcourt looks like right now. There are, there's really two options, ultimately, in how, how this can look. And, it, I mean, in either way, you prefer, A, a little more height, or B, just a little more athleticism. And so I'm, I'm going to let you pick between these two, okay? All right, so... So your one, your your one would be, the one that you would need a little more height, is Hogard, Akins, and Walker. Okay. As your one, two, and three, and Hogard can run the point. Um, but he would also be guarding the three on the other end just because of his size, size 
speed and quickness because he's big boy Jaden Ivey. Like, Jaden Ivey's tried to go right at him and had zero success. And would, Ayo who's tried to go at him and had zero success. I, I would run that smaller lineup like you said. What? Uh, I would run that smaller lineup like you said with the backcourt. That's what I would do. I, I think that you have – because I mean, with Hogard, you can – Obviously, he like you said, he can pick up bigger guys. And then Walker, as long as he shoots the ball, gives you shooting. Like, I like that. But my <laughs> thing is, I, I don't know, man. That, that, I'm just nervous he's not going to, like, add, like, two guys. Yeah. And well, he needs to do it. Here's, here's the other option. The, uh, the other option is Walker comes – off the bench, Walker or Akins comes off the comes off the bench, and Pierre Brooks is your three. See, I would actually I like that because I think Brooks is going to take a big jump this year. As I, I so I think that's probably I would take Walker off the bench in that scenario because I thought yeah. that he played best off the bench this past year. I thought that's when he had his biggest games. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, so I, I actually think that's the best lineup because, I, like I said, I think Brooks is due for a big jump because you know freshman sophomore big. This so, is supposed to be the biggest jump. So so you would yeah, roll, so roll with it that. would be uh, Hogard, Akins, Brooks, Hall, Hauser lineup, and we have no idea what the front court bench Dude, is. I, that is plus. scary. That's. That's scary, honestly. Like, the, just the, like I, I like Joey Hauser, but defensively, I, I, oh I like God, man. Thing, how Hauser improved by leaps and bounds this year, especially on the defensive end of things. And so, I'm actually almost comfortable with that. If Malik Hall can show me a little bit of consistency, yeah. And so, that's not terrible. Like I said, the front court depth is horrifying. No, it's I would it's, it's, what, you're one injury away from just having to play Carson Cooper this year, which is just scary. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you, you do have Jackson Kohler. Maybe he sneaks into the starting lineup. Um, but your backcourt depth, if you uh, rolled out with the Brooks Aikens and Hogard lineup, Trayvon Holloman, uh, Tyson Walker, and everybody's favorite number two receiver, Keon Coleman. Like, that's not no, terrifying, it's... you know, for a, for a bench. That's not awful. No, no, I, I think they have – I think they have somewhat decent backward depth. I need to add a guy, but I don't think it's terrible. I think that – Yeah, I, I want an athlete. Right. I mean, Akins is an athlete, but Akins is also four foot six. <laughs> like give, give I want I I want I wanted that Micah Parrish. Yeah, I think he would have been nice, but the thing is, I don't know. I don't think he would have really accepted the smaller role that he would have had. I think that's why. Like I, I heard they, I heard they didn't push super hard on him. I don't know, which is kind of worrisome to me, because like if you're not pushing hard for him, what are you going to push hard for? Yeah. Now, now the only problem is though is. Keon Coleman. He's not going to be around till like mid-January. January, yeah. Now, does this extra year of experience help him? Because he, he, he did kind of look like a lost puppy out there. 
and when he did get minutes. But that being said, look, he sh- also shown what he was capable of. He took a top 20 guy, pressing him at half court straight to the hoop. Now, granted, the game was over, and the other team, for whatever reason, was pressing. I mean, I don't know how often <laughs> you see that. But, he, I mean, he took the Abate to the basket and laid it on him. And so I'm curious to see, does his role expand now that he has that little bit of experience? Most microscopic bit of experience you could have. Like, does he play that role? Or do we just say, screw it and give David Smith a starting job? (laughs) I'm kidding, obviously. I was going to say, yeah, I... Honestly, man, Keon, I mean, Keon, he did throw him in at Iowa. I think it was to send a message more than anything because he was pissed. But, uh, I mean, I don't want to roll in with him getting, like, significant minutes, man, to be honest with you. But I guess we'll see, especially since you know he's not going to be around until mid-January. Like, he's, Izzo's got to get two portal guys. Like, he doesn't have an excuse here. You have to the, do the, it. Right, right now, there – you. There, it's a absolute necessity. Want one a big one on the wing because you have three guys that can play point guard. You, you you don't need that. I'm fine with the point guard position. Like I said, right. if Hogarth develops a jump shot, he might be my favorite player ever. Ho- he Hogar- also if Hogarth gets a jump shot, he's an all Big Ten guy. I mean, it's he, he really he's simple. unguardable. He's unguardable yeah. then. And develop a jump shot. You want one other thing? He needs he obviously needs to work on his help side because he doesn't sag off as much as he should, given how uh, fast he is. One other thing he needs to get is that alpha dog mentality. And this is something I've said. He needs to be Mateen Cleaves. And he needs to sit there. And if Gabe Brown, obviously not the case anymore, but I was saying this last year. I was saying this in March. If Gabe Brown can't throw the ball into the ocean, he needs to sit there and be like Cleves, throw Morris Peterson up against the locker, and cuss him out. A.J. Hogard has that type of mentality in there somewhere, and I want to see it. Yeah, I, I've, I, I I wanted, I've, I've sat there and I've talked about how much of a passive leader Cassius was just in regard that he led by example. He told people what to do, but he wasn't. One, he wasn't always in your face. He'd tell you what to do, but he wasn't in your face about it. A.J. Hogarth has that in there, and I've never wanted to see a dog come out of the player more than I wanted to see A.J. Hogarth just start barking. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I, 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 he definitely has it in him. I mean, you've seen it before. But, yeah, I I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm not like, – like you said, the point guard position should be fine, but – the wings know. should it's, be okay. The bigs yeah, they should, they, could like, be Malik, Malik Hall. You can move him around. I mean, if, if he if he develop if he develops any sort of consistency, the bigs should be okay because I trust yeah. Hauser. But the thing is, is you've got to get somebody else guess. unless unless Jackson Kohler can bang with Hunter Dickinson. You got to get a big like that, and you ha- you got to get that big physical guy. Maybe Sissoko is obviously going to play a. <sighs> bigger role on but and he looked okay on offense at the end of the year which was really shocking to me but his defense is still iffy you you have you have to get something out of this michigan state has 
enough players to field an okay basketball we team. Have, Guys who have played role, significant roles, taking out Keon Coleman, obviously. But, like, because Holloman's going to play right away. Um, he's going to have to, especially if Michigan State doesn't get another wing. Jackson Kohler's going to play. I'm comfortable with this team. But I want to have a more – I'm more old school. I like to have more of a foundational basketball team, and that means a massive big, and that means an athletic wing. I, I A taller athletic wing. I, I just need to see it. I need to see people who are comfortable in those roles. I, I need to see that big body especially in this conference. Yeah, I mean, I I like Kohler, but and he's going to be really good on offense to start, but defensively, ugh, I I just don't I just don't it, see I mean, does this does this start him until Hall come off the bench until he puts his big boy pants on on the on the regular? I I don't know, I wouldn't be shocked, man. I mean, he's I, if you've seen his offense, he is he's a bucket. He is a bucket, but defensively, it's his thing. I mean, that's that's his problem. I I, I just don't know. I, I I'm telling you, man. I, I mean, hell, I would. I, I saw Keon Brooks hit the portal. I I see what he what he's doing. I I mean, he averaged about ten points a game last year. He's not a great shooter, but I mean, he can give you a defense. He can give you that athlete. He that, was also I mean, a heavy Michigan State lean. He's got he's got no excuse to at least con. He has no excuse to not at least contact him. I mean, he's got a past relationship with him. I don't think there was much. Yeah, like I, I said, mean, he, I don't he really was a heavy care State about. Lean, right? Yeah, he was MSU. I mean, it was MSU. MSU was in that, and then they. I think they got somebody, and then they kind of backed off him a little bit. But he's a guy that they have past relationships with. And I don't think that recruitment was dirty and that shouldn't matter anyways. I mean, basketball is changing. So, well, part, I mean, well, part of it was dirty. He went to Kentucky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but well, Hey, look, the one thing, the one thing you can say, at least the Izzo part wasn't dirty. <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah, it, this is kind of weird because I came in like really depressed. Right. I, I mean, I, I, I came in disappointed because I wanted Christy back. I thought he was going to be a stud next year as the go-to guy, maybe number two behind Hogard. Um, I, I thought he was going to be a stud. I And so I was a little bit depressed. I knew his role was going to be bigger. But thinking about the – thinking about if Brooks takes that step, Holloman might play like a combo guard. He could be a two. He's – He's six four, if I'm not mistaken. Six three, I six, think. Six three ish. Yeah, I mean that's not terrible size. I think that having, I mean, like talking about it now, I don't feel as bad. I would love a more established scorer on the wing. I like a, but I came in. I, I mean, I came into this just to like cry about it. I'm not gonna lie. And now I'm like. All right, you know what? Maybe all we need is a center. Um, so it it's not as doom and gloom as I think a lot of people are thinking, but obviously, you know, it's something that still needs to be addressed. But if Pierre there, Brooks, and, it, it, if Keon, if Pierre Brooks 
and uh, Keon Coleman can hold the fort down at the three spot, it's not terrible. Yeah, that's it's just it's just worrisome. I, I don't like depending on a guy that's a full scholarship football player to come in and make a big impact. Especially when you know he's going to be – yeah, but that's different because you knew he wasn't playing in a bowl game. So, I mean – Yeah, that's true. You know, it, it's – Keon's not going to be there until like mid-January unless something yeah. disastrous happens with the football team, which I would be shocked if that happens. But – so, I, I I don't know, man. I, you, you just got to get two more guys. You got to get a wing. You got to get a big man. And I'm just worried he's not going to do it because he just seems so hesitant with the portal. Uh, yeah, you know, but I mean, maybe we'll get lucky and we'll get a guy like Tra- Chase Jackson Davis comes back, comes back, and then he enters the portal. Maybe something like that will happen. Who knows? I mean, there's time to figure it out. So yeah. he's got to get moving on it. I mean, he doesn't have much time. So figure it out. Yep. But uh, hey, all all that said, man, I I'm okay where the team is at. It's Good, not great. Should everybody take a respective step forward like we expect them to? That said, guys don't always do that. So, uh, you know, that's going to be uh, some talk about. Uh, one thing I want to ask you about, because you're, you're more into the transfer portal than I am. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I don't, I don't pay attention to the guys until they put the jersey. <laughs> um, I, I want to ask you about in, about football. I want, I want to flip gears here and We'll just take okay. two seconds because we do need to wrap. Uh, I want to ask you about football. Darius Snow, does he have a starting job in East Lansing right now? Honestly, man, I don't know because th- it just depends on what they're going to run. Because, I mean, it sounds like he's going to play nickel. I-, I think he's going to start. But even if he doesn't start, he's going to get the majority of the snaps. Like, it doesn't really matter yeah. to me. I mean, he's just a hybrid guy anyways, so I don't think it's a big deal, even if you yeah. don't start. Yeah, but I mean, he, he. I think at the end of the year, he was like butting into like my favorite defensive player. Yeah, and, he's gonna, oh, he's going to be a stud. He's going to be really good for sure. But just, but with the uh, addition of, I think Brule at the end of it is uh, something that, and then moving Snow to linebacker. Will you move him to linebacker? You technically are only running two spots. You had Brule and Halliday and Snow. You can run four three, and have Snow potentially just follow around as. Uh, Break class in case of emergency nickel pending on the offensive package. Yeah, you and I talked about this a little bit last time uh, I was on, and I said I think that they're going to run some some uh, three linebacker sets because they just have so much depth there and like talent. So yeah. I don't think it's really going to matter if he starts or not because he's going to play the majority of the snaps. But I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't start because just they they brought in you know they brought in Winman they brought in Brule so. Yeah, it sounds like Ben Super is kind of impressing too. So, I mean, he's a guy that I think – I don't know if he's going to – I've heard BVS might play a little bit of – actually might take a little bit of a Connor Hayward role, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to football. We just got – I am so ready. Deion Coleman, it just kind of like – kind of flipped my gears a little bit. But (laughs) – No, man. Hey, Ryan, thanks for coming on. I do appreciate it. Uh, If any other stuff comes down the wire, trouble with the Snap Podcast got you. Uh, Thanks again to Ryan McCumber for coming on. Co-hosting with me, I am Tyler Hayward.